I'm Jack Kennedy. And they hit a lot harder in my opinion too. What is up everybody? My name is Caelan McNamara and everyone's got a plan until they get hit with my views. I am Hunter Boss. He just wanted to go to the distance by the looks of it. He couldn't even do that. And this is the MMA Island Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Kayla McNamara and Hunter Boss, and we have a great episode ahead of us today. Let's get started with the news and extending my streak to 2-0 in recent times. Uh, over Hunter, I just got to say, Aspen Ladd lost to Norma Dumont in a unanimous decision win. Pretty forgettable main event, if we're being honest, but nonetheless, we will discuss it right now. Hunter, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I mean, entertaining-wise, it had its moments in the fight, but overall, it was it was kind of a, it's just a little bit boring. You know, Norma yeah. Dumont went out there, and she did what she had to do. Um, Aspen Ladd didn't seem to get the wheels rolling until the fourth or fifth rounds, but it was just too little too late. And Norma Dumont just, she looked good out there. They, they, they both looked all right. They just didn't look great, you know. So that's how I'll chalk it up to Norma Dumont had more significant strikes she definitely striked overall uh, the entire time. But then uh, Aspen Lad did have more control time on the ground. So it was basically just your, your typical day-to-day, you know, UFC fight night main event, except it was just a little bit more boring this time around. So that's all I've got to say about that. Jack, you've already got a better record than Dylan Thomas. Congratulations. <laughs> We're making it happen. I had to do it. We are making it happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hunter summed that up really, really well. I... I I can't even think of anything creative to add to it. Realistically, this was just a meh main event. This this just what it was. I think this is going to be a fight three or four years down the line. Uh, Aspen Lad and Norma Dumont will fight again, and people will say, oh, God, they actually fought before. Literally no one's going to remember this event. Congrats to Norma Dumont. She went out. She did what she had to do. But no one is going to remember this. Um, You know, Literally the antithesis of spectacular. It was pretty dull. Um, effective fighting, not amazing fighting. It's a W on Dumont's record. It's an L on Lab's record. But no one's really going to remember how it happened or where or when because it was just one of those fights. Congrats to Norman Dumont, but I really can't add much more beyond that. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. I mean, this is kind of what we thought going into it, if we're being honest. I mean... Congrats to Norma Dumont. And it just kind of went the way I thought. You know, Aspen Lab was a little bit gun shy going into it. She just never really looked like herself in there. Uh, and all the controversy, I think, added up to that. Um, again, Norma Dumont did what she had to do. She did it well and she got the job done. Uh, but it just wasn't anything really special at the end of the day. And I, I agree with everything you guys said as well. Um, the, ones I, uh, the one thing I will say uh, following this main event, though, is Norma Dumont has put herself with this win in a very good spot at 145, the women's 145-pound division, because is, there's very little depth there. They talked about Holly Holm. I think that would be a great fight for her. She fights Holly Holm. The winner of that fight, uh, Amanda Nunes, for the belt. So I think she's put herself in a great position, no matter how the fight turned out. Uh, and the other thing I will say about this, kind of making it short, though, is uh, this is the fight night to set up the rest of the UFC we got this year. And we have some incredible cards coming up. I mean, this week we have Paulo Costa, Marvin Vittori, which is an amazing fight night. Then we have 267, 268, Holloway, Yair Rodriguez, Misha Tate coming back in a main event. And then we have UFC 269. So 
absolutely stacked cards coming. Uh, I would I would say a bit under uh, underwhelming main event, but like Keelan said, I mean, we'll we probably won't even remember this fight night coming in the future. Uh, but we'll remember all of the fights to come, and it's just setting up everything in the future. And it's still fights. We love fights. Uh, so a bit underwhelming, but congrats to Norman Dumont, absolutely. And now let's move on to the best of the best. And today we're talking about the most underrated champion currently in MMA. Hunter, who do you think that is? Jan Blachowicz. Jan Blachowicz by far. I mean, Jan Blachowicz is the current light heavyweight champion. And people are not giving you enough respect because he didn't necessarily win the belt from John Jones. And he hasn't fought John Jones. But he has beaten a slew of fighters who who are almost as good as John Jones. I mean, they're in the top fighters. They're top caliber fighters. He beat, um, he beat Corey Anderson by knockout in their second fight. Fantastic knockout. He went, then went on to beat, um, uh, Dominic Reyes, who, uh, at the time we all thought we kind of all envisioned him, envisioned him as the next light heavyweight champion because of his fight against, uh, John Jones, but John Blahovich went out there and surprised the whole world. You know, he's got the belt, won the belt, won in spectacular fashion, Fantastic knockout power, that Polish power. He then goes out and defends it against the UFC's paperboy currently, uh, Israel Ananasaya. I mean, Israel Ananasaya going into that fight was undefeated. Um, he had one of the best cardio in the UFC. You know, he's been training cardio. And nobody kind of saw Jan Blachowicz even winning this fight. Jan Blachowicz goes out there, stuns the world with his amazing MMA IQ, along with some great wrestling ability. So, this is why he's the most underrated champion. He doesn't go out there. He doesn't yell at people. He doesn't, you know, stir the pot or anything like that. He goes out there. He does his job. Then he goes home. And he does his job so well that he might be forgettable at times. But that's because he does his job to a point where he makes an impression on everyone. But it's not a bad impression. And he's not leaving anyone distasteful. He's leaving an impression of, man, this guy's a great fighter. And, man, this guy's a great person. I mean, just listen to him talk, and I just start smiling. You know, he's a he's a fantastic person. He has a lot of joy when he talks. So, Jan Blachowicz, by far, in my opinion, the most underrated UFC champion currently. Yeah, um, there's a couple of really clear options here. And to the surprise of no one, and continuing yet another streak, Hunter's stolen my first idea <laughs> again. You know, that's becoming a subtle, uh, a subtle subplot within this uh, show that we do. So thank you for that, Hunter, for continuing the trend. I appreciate it. I actually have a really, really controversial second one. And, you know, this is a guy we pan a lot, but I'm actually going to stick up for him at this point. And it's going to be Aljamain Sterling. Oh, oh, come on, Hunter. You still young black but you can't boo Aljo is not a champion. I'm going to say that now. I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to tell you why he is. Ladies and gentlemen, we give Aljamain Sterling a lot of abuse sometimes. Most of it's in good spirit and jest. And a lot of it is deserved. I'm not not going to sit here and I'm not going to deny that, especially when I proliferate a lot of it. But... On the other hand, what Al- the worst thing that Aljamain Sterling did with that Piotr Jan fight was that he eradicated his amazing run of form up to the title shot with one bad performance. You know, people are forgetting how much of an elite fighter Aljamain Sterling actually is. And I'm not going to talk about the title fight because that's coming up in a second. Let's just think about the run up to the title Corey Samhagen, main standout name in that run. He submitted him in the first round. 
no one has looked close to touching Sam Hagen in that way since that fight. So that tells you everything you need to know about Aljamain Sterling. And I think his build-up to the Yam fight was wrong from the beginning. I, To be fair, and i got to give you guys credit for this as well, not one of us thought dropping Matsura was a good idea. In fact, we all predicted that it would lead to what happened, and we know that it did. So he was kind of the architect of his own downfall in that way. But on the other hand, you know, people... A lot of people don't recognize Aljamain Sterling as the champion. And to a degree, I can understand that because there's an argument to be made. But on the other hand, he's not responsible for the reckless actions of his opponent. If Piotr Jan, as I've said many times, I'm not going to beat the point to death. If he's stupid enough to give his opponent that opportunity, then any of us would have taken that. Let's just be honest here. We all would have done the same thing. You take an illegal knee to the face, you deserve to be stripped of your title. And that's just a fact. And quite frankly, there's a lot of fighters up in that echelon who have no right to talk to anybody about what makes a true champion. I'm specifically looking at TJ Dillashaw and his criticism. We haven't forgotten your controversies and what you've went through, so you can't, you can't topple anybody from a moral high ground, TJ. I'm still watching you. So I think Jan is the very clear number one undeserved, under or not undeserved, undervalued and underappreciated champion. I don't think anybody can argue that. But I am going to say there's an argument for Aljamain Sterling there. I think a lot of his criticism has been unfair. Hey, you know what? I actually love that. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with every point about that, but I love that you put that out there because it is something that I thought about. You know, he is technically, you know, he is the champion. If we debate, he is the champion. He isn't the champion, right? If he's legit, the legit champion. But he's in that spot, and he is a very talented fighter within that spot. Uh, which, you know, not enough people do give him credit for uh, under the circumstances. So I do like that. Uh, Jan was my pick as well. Uh, he literally beat Adesanya in, in, like, dominant fashion pretty much, and it was just on to the next one for him. Like, no one really talked about that or admired how he was the first guy in the UFC to beat Adesanya, and he did it, and it was incredible. So no one gives him enough credit, and I agree with you. Uh, I'll choose another one. I'm going to go Francis Ngannou for me. Uh, the guy literally has been walking through everybody since losing the belt uh, and technically losing to Derek Lewis. And then, you know, he, he's looking for a fight. He's looking for a John Jones fight. He's, he's, he's saying, I want to fight. I don't care who I fight. Daniel White's upset that he won't take a pay cut so he can give John Jones his full 30 million. So he makes, he makes an interim belt. And now everybody's talking about Cyril gone, right? And no matter who you favor in that fight for the whatever reasons, you need to respect what Francis Ngannou has done and why he is the champion right now. He just defeated the GOAT and avenged his loss at uh, you know against Steve Miocic. So the guy is unbelievable as a champion, and the guy could beat anyone on this planet with just one punch. Uh, and, and so I think he is absolutely an underrated champion. Uh, also throw this one out here. I would have said Volkanovski. But I feel like he's gotten so much more credit after that Ortega fight, which is why I didn't mention him here. But if we're talking pre-Ortega fight, Volkanovski is absolutely my pick for this, I think. He'd have been number one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So let's move on to the discussion of the week. And today we're talking Corey Anderson, who knocked out Ryan Bader very quickly in his Bellator uh, tournament semifinal. He's on to the finals against, was it Nemkov? Uh, who is probably, I mean, that's going to be such a good fight in Bellator. That is a phenomenal matchmaking job uh, that has turned out there. If Corey Anderson beats Nemkov, which is a tough ask, if he beats him in the Bellator 
final, who is the best current light heavyweight on the planet? Because that's he's been talking about that. He's been saying he's better than Jan Blachowicz right now, uh, talking about Glover Teixeira and everything like that. Hunter, what do you think? If Corey Anderson becomes the Bellator champion, uh, who, who's the best 205er on the planet? Jan Blachowicz. Jan Blachowicz is the best 205er on the planet. I'll tell you what, Bellator is behind UFC in terms of skill, in my opinion. They may have a lot of big names and they have a lot of money, but even when it comes down to skill, I still think they're second to the UFC. And the UFC's light heavyweight division, it's not necessarily popping right now, but that still doesn't mean it doesn't have its fair share of talent. And Jan Blahovich has proven to himself and to the world over and over again that he is the best in the world. He beat Corey Anderson already. I mean, Corey Anderson did knock him out in the first fight. And yes, he did have him thinking about retirement, even on Twitter. But in the second fight, Jan Blahovich comes out and knocks out Corey Anderson and retires him from the UFC. I mean, this shouldn't be really too widely debated about because don't get me wrong. Corey Anderson has some of the best ground and pound I've seen in the 205 division. I'd, debatably, he has some of the best ground and pound in the 205 division. I would even be willing to give that up. But Jan Blahovich is better in all other aspects in the game, I feel like. I feel like he's a better wrestler. I think he has better striking. Even his clench work is even is, is better. So when it comes down to it, Jan Blahovich is better than Corey Anderson. Not just at one thing, but at all things. And he's just not like he's not like he's overbearingly better. He's just that much better. He's just a little bit better. Enough for it to be a diff- enough for it to make a difference, enough to win a fight. Yeah, I agree with Hunter on this. And that's definitely where I'm coming from. I don't think even if Corey Anderson wins, which with respect, I don't think he will. I don't think he's the best 205er on the planet because I don't even think he's the best 205er in Bellator, let alone the planet. Um, I think Vadim Nankov, Vadim Nankov is an absolute monster. If you haven't seen him, trust me, you're missing out. The guy is a killer. I think Vadim Nankov is going to get it done in the finals against Corey Anderson. And that alone, for me, puts him out of this argument. To be honest with you, even if we consider the UFC wide argument, I can think of at least three or four light heavyweights yeah. that are miles better than Corey Anderson. I think Jan Blachowicz is a better light heavyweight. I think Dominic Reyes is a better light heavyweight. I think Jerry Prohaska is a far better light heavyweight. And at the moment, I think Anthony Smith is a better light heavyweight than Corey Anderson too. Corey Anderson is a very good fighter. Don't get it twisted and don't get it misinterpreted at all. But I think he, I think he's almost starting to believe his own hype now. And with respect, when he was in the UFC, you know, like uh, Hunter just said, and he's absolutely correct, Jan literally knocked him out of the UFC when he fought him the second time. The problem is Bellator is behind in skill. And now because he's a bigger fish in a small pond, he I think he's getting above his station. UL Romero found that out against Phil Davis too, let's not forget. So I think he needs to cool the rhetoric a little bit because I don't think he's proven that much, if I'm totally honest. Ryan Bader is a good fighter, but again, with respect, a bit of a UFC reject who was a bigger fish in a smaller pond too, if we're going to call it what it is. The problem is Bellator is a good organization, but Hunter said this perfectly and I can't really say it much better. The skill deficiency is gapingly apparent, even with the Michael Venom Page-Douglas Lima fight. I mean, that fight was dull. 
And you see that in a lot of Bellator's divisions too. And I think like their light heavyweight division is a big example of that. So do I think Corey Anderson could be the best two fighter on the planet? Maybe. Do I think it will happen? No, to be honest with you, I really don't. Because I don't think he gets past Vadim Nemkov. I don't think there's much of a chance of that. And even if he does, I think there's four or five light heavyweights in the UFC that would knock his head off. Yeah, hey, I, I'm on the same page as you guys. I mean, look at everything Jan Blachowicz has, has accomplished, and he develops every single fight. The Jan Blachowicz that finished Corey Anderson is not the same Jan Blachowicz we're going to see at UFC 267. He has continued to evolve as a fighter and keep getting better and better and better, which is what's crazy from Jan Blachowicz. Uh, he's found a way to, earlier in his career, he was strictly uh, mainly wrestling, and, 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 and some submissions, but it was mainly just overpowering, overbearing his opponents. Uh, then his style was just knockout power and just that. He's found a way to find that perfect balance, and that is why he is the champion that he is today and the, the best light heavyweight on the planet. Uh, look, I, Kaylin, you're, I'm so glad you brought up that fight between Nimkov and Ed Corey Anderson because that is by no means a write-off for Corey Anderson. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, like I... I honestly don't know who I, I might be leaning a little bit towards Corey Anderson in that fight, just just by a little bit, but that would be the unpopular opinion. I feel like I I, I think Nemkov should probably should be the favorite going into that, and based off of all of his performances, I mean he was headlining the fight that Corey Anderson beat Ryan Bader on, and that is for a reason. He is the champion, and he's only to be in the final, and his performance was flawless pretty much. Um, so yeah, look if Corey Anderson wins, he. he Good for him, and he conquered Bellator, and that is a massive, massive accomplishment. But what you guys said was accurate. He, he Jan Blachowicz finished him in the UFC, and he was on a downward slope after that fight. If he was in the UFC, and has to work his way back up. He drops down to a second, you know, the, the second highest organization, and has tremendous success over there. But there is a difference in levels between that's his thing, right? Uh, in between Bellator and the UFC, and the UFC is the prime organization. And Jan Blachowicz has evolved within the UFC to become the best champion, the best light heavyweight in the world. Corey Anderson has evolved in Bellator to potentially become the best light heavyweight in Bellator. And those are two different worlds, which is why I agree with you guys. Uh, Jan Blachowicz is just that much better. And I think he is, uh, I don't think it's a question really. I think he absolutely is uh, the best 205er on the planet. And no matter what happens, um, you know, between Corey Anderson and Nemkov. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and when it comes down to it, it's like comparing the XFL to the NFL. You yeah, know, we're having. Let's say we have an XFL quarterback who thinks he's the best quarterback in the world, and he's talking over to maybe Tom Brady. He's going, "Hey, Tom, you know you're not that. You're not as good as you think you are. I'm way better than you. You know, we had we went back at it once or twice, but you may have won the second time. But now that I'm in this league, I'm unstoppable. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady's in the NFL, and same thing with Jan Blahovich. Jan Blahovich, he's in the UFC. It's just levels different. We've discussed this before, but that's the main thing it comes down to is different kinds of level in competition. And the UFC brings the best competition in the entire world. So Jan Blahovich, just on recognition and name brand alone in the UFC. Yeah. I mean, Hunter's absolutely right in everything he's just said. And that's the perfect comparison. That's like a washed-up NFL quarterback saying to Tom Brady, oh, yeah, Tom, now that you're 43 and I'm in the XFL, I'm better than you. Doesn't really count, does it? You know, are, are you seeing the issue here, Corey? The problem is there 
I mean, on a basic level, Corey's right. There are levels to this game. What Corey hasn't realized is he's the one that isn't on the level he's talking about. I think he needs to revisit his analogies and his statements that he's making because he's making himself look a little bit stupid. Uh, yeah, look, I'm firmly on Jan Blakovic's side here. He is the number one in the world right now. He went up against Israel Adesanya, the best 185er since Anderson Silva, who went up to 205, smothered him and dominated him, won the title by smashing through Dominic Reyes, which did not look like a possible task beforehand. So realistically, until someone comes at uh, Jan Blakovic and dethrones him, he is the king of 205 anywhere and everywhere. Anybody who says otherwise needs to step up and prove it, and Corey Anderson just hasn't. Yeah, hey, you guys are absolutely right. The one thing I will say, look, I I don't hate Corey Anderson saying this, though. I actually like him saying this, and this is not the same topic, but if I'm in his position and if I'm, like, you know, his – his marketing, whatever. I say, yeah, absolutely do say this because now you're adding attention to this. You're saying, oh, you are the best 205er on the planet. You are doing it. You're drawing eyes to you and everything like that, creating a bit of controversy. He got a reaction out of Jan Blachowicz. So I think it's actually a great job by Corey Anderson to say this and to make this statement. But I agree with you guys 100%. Uh, I think Jan is way in a different planet compared to Corey Anderson at the end of the day. Uh, and, and because of everything you guys just said, absolutely. So, Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this podcast. As always, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.net. Again, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Amazing work, guys. Thank you.